1: How are you doing? How you doing? How you, are you okay? I'm doing okay. Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. Jolly good. Get Getting jolly acclamated. good. Wonderful. Getting acclimated to a uh, new schedule. I'm sorry, let me turn my phone off here in just a second. And, no, that's
0: uh, alright. Well, well, that's good because it suits us both because I can lay in a little bit longer in the morning.
1: Alright. And, uh, and I'm sure you can as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, love of this schedule. Everybody welcome aboard. This is a live program. Today is Wednesday, June 7th, 2023. It's an honor to be here with Pastor Michael Cummins coming to you from England. Brother Michael, would you like to open us in prayer? Yes, certainly. Dear
0: Lord God, today we pray. We know the world's in a dreadful state and mankind is changing dramatically. And Lord God in heaven, We know that you created hell for Satan and the fallen angels, and no flesh should enter there. So we pray today that everything we preach about today will be listened to by hundreds of thousands of people. And as a result of that people will give their life to Jesus. We pray that everyone who listens to Amiga Man Radio will have a conversion experience, a Damascus Road experience, and give their lives to Jesus so all mankind can be saved. And we pray this today in Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior's name.
1: Amen. I say amen to that. Uh, Brother Michael, for those that have not heard you speak before, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're located at well I live uh, just outside London just outside London I suppose the nearest place
0: to me that is well known is Wimbledon where they have the tennis that's about five mile away and I've been a pastor now for 30 years and for many years I worked for Don Stewart's ministry and uh, Don Stewart who's still alive and I work with his son Kent Stewart originally A.A. A. Allen's ministry from Phoenix Arizona and uh, I've pastored my own churches and now i pastor a a free church a free pentecostal church or free evangelical church in a place called kilburn which is northwest london and uh, i've been on christian television i worked for a number of years on revelation tv Uh, in England and uh, I've done various radio programs Uh, I've been on premier radio in London and uh, but I have to tell you Amiga Man is the best thing I've ever done because I have total freedom To speak about the things I like best and to punch the devil in the eye and that's what I like to do through preaching is punch the devil in the eye and stand up against everything that Satan is trying to bring against mankind Uh, I'm a pastor now in the church I work three days a week Thursday Bible study Friday prayer intercession and a Sunday service and I do deliverances in the church on Thursday afternoon and Sunday afternoon. And if anyone needs deliverance, they can contact me on my email address, which is framecummings one two three at AOL dot com and I can send you my Skype address and we can pray for you on Skype. Since I've been on Amiga Man Radio, many people have contacted me for deliverance, both in the UK, Australia and the United States of America. Hallelujah. And today we'll be talking about the different names and identities of Satan and some of his arch demons who work with him. Uh, Demons who are called infernal because they come from hell.
1: Amen. I'm excited about it. And uh, folks, go ahead and invite somebody to tune in right here on MixLR. Now I've got fresh links for the live show feed, and also where you can get the podcast. We've got two podcast channels now where we're uploading all shows to. Bear with me as I uh, begin to upload those. But uh, links to that are on my website. Simply go to OmegaManRadio.com. You'll find everything you need. Okay. With that, Brother Michael, the mic is yours. Take all the time you like. Thank you and God bless you all and thank you for listening. Today we'll be speaking
0: about, we've got 10 different names for Satan and what they mean. But first of all, I'll explain a little bit about Satan because not everyone knows the story of Satan. Satan was originally created by God to be a beautiful archangel, an anointed cherub called Lucifer. A covering angel used to cover the earth and Lucifer also used to lead the worship. You lead the worship, worshipping God with all the holy angels. Now, unfortunately, Lucifer, uh, he became proud and he became arrogant and he turned against God. And the Bible teaches this. And what he did when he turned against God, he got a third of all the angels to rebel against God. Now, these angels worship God and Lucifer led their worship, but they wouldn't afraid of God. If they were so afraid of God, like we're afraid of God, then they wouldn't have rebelled against God. Satan was cast down to the earth and his angels, a third of all the angels created were cast with him. And he was the accuser of the brethren. We'll speak about this later. And he used to go to God and he used to bang on the doors of heaven and he used to speak about people on the earth and try and get them in trouble with God and he can't do that now and in the Old Testament he had more power than he did today because Jesus has completely destroyed the works of Satan on the cross of Calvary and Jesus will return in glory to judge the living and the dead and Satan will be cast into the lake of fire And that was created for him and his angels. And what we try and do in these programs, what I try and do, is lead people away from sin, lead people away from Satan. Because it's Satan's aim to take as many human beings with him, male, female, even children over the age of responsibility, into hell with him. And we're going to be talking today about Satan, about his names, and about what he tries to do. I've also got a list of other archdemons and uh, the infernal names. The infernal names come from the Satanic Bible that was written in 1969, which was written by the Church of Satan founder, a guy called Anton LaVey. And Anton LaVey used all these names and worshipped We'll be talking a bit about the Knights Templar and what they worshipped and we'll be reading scriptures from the Bible. So there we go, Satan we know who he is, he tries to stand against God in every opportunity he does and it speaks about this in Isaiah 14 verses 12 to 14 and this is what it says. How art thou fallen from heaven, Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, I will be like the Most High. Such arrogance that you could imagine it. God gave him power, authority, beauty gave him looks, made him so wonderful in his creation, yet he turned against God. Now what Satan is able to do in the earth today, even in the church, is create mayhem. I read online today in Toga in Africa, there was a pastor who said his feet were painful and he found it difficult to walk about and he claimed that God spoke to him and said to him, "You should wear lady shoes and now this pastor wears expensive suits and he wears high heel shoes when he preaches inside or outside. this is called on. And people all over Toga, and it's spreading to other countries, and now we're in women's shoes when they preach. Uh, Anointed pastors, you can see how Satan will come as an angel of the light, and he will come claiming to be God. That's happening. Yesterday... Uh, I was driving with my wife out, and coming towards us was a pony and trap with two young gypsy boys in, and they was carrying a little Jack Russell dog. Their riding was very skillful, the way they handled these two horses. As they came past me, I put my thumb up, and as you know, I don't know if it's the same in the United States, but when you put a thumb up, that means to say, good, what you're doing is good, well done. This guy misunderstood it and he turned around and he called me every vile name you could imagine. And it was very embarrassing and it upset me greatly. And he was only a young man, about 20. So you can see when I was a child, and I'm 72 in October, you would never have spoke to an elderly gentleman or an elderly lady in that way at all. In Britain now, people, young people don't give up their seats on buses Or trains for the elderly let them stand and this is what Satan has done he is completely changing people's attitudes towards each other and we can see that we're living in the end times and we pray that Jesus will come back soon now we've got some names of Satan here some names that he has been called in the Bible and we'd like to look at these names now and speak about some of these names. The first one is Roaring Lion. Roaring Lion. And that is First Peter 5, 8. And it speaks about Satan being a roaring lion. And it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And that's one of his first names. Satan is a killer. He's described as a roaring lion. Why? Because lions stalk quietly, trying to remain undetected. They hide. They strike. They kill. They devour. When the Apostle Peter describes Satan in these terms... He was writing to believers, meaning they were not at risk of going to hell. They were at risk of stumbling, sinning, and damaging their relationship with God because that's what Satan tries to do. Satan seeks people as prey to be his victims. He knows God loves people, and he wants as many as possible in hell with him for eternity. If he cannot bring a person to hell because they've put their faith in Jesus Christ, then he doesn't want them to be useful to the Saviour. Therefore, he stalks around hiding, wishing to exploit the weak and those who have trouble. You know, all the time we're sinning, I've said this before, when we're sinning, we won't Feel Satan around us. It's when we give our lives to Jesus, when we become born again, that Satan attacks us and Satan comes after us. So there we see Satan depicted as a roaring lion. And we know a lion, he creeps about looking for people to devour. Not just a lion, but in the biblical terms, a lion was probably the fiercest creature on the earth that the children of Israel had to deal with. That's number one. Number two is the morning star, the day star. He is called that, and he is called that over his fall. And we say that now. We'll read what we just read. Isaiah 14, verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? He was the son of the morning. Hallelujah. He was cut down to the ground. He is a lesser light, being an inferior source of light. Satan is described as the day star because he was an angelic being. Bright, beautiful. However, He is not and never has been the ultimate source of light. That comes from God. He is an inferior source of light. God spoke the light into being. And in the book of Revelation says that in eternity, in the new heaven and the new earth, the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it. For the glory of God gives light. And its lamp is the Lamb. We'll read that later in Revelation twenty-one, twenty-three. Lucifer always set himself up as a source of light, but he's a false light. The day star, in ancient astrology, and used in modern astrology, is Venus. It is a bright starlight object in the heavens, but is no way the ultimate light of creation. Hallelujah. Lucifer has set, him up as a, set himself up as a great angelic being, but he will never be anything compared to Jesus, and his light is a false light, as he is now a fallen angel, a false angel, and he has nothing to worry about at all, all the time that we have Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Number three, he is the tempter. He is the tempter. One of the things Satan does to people is tempt them. We can be tempted in many ways. We can be tempted with fame and fortune. One day I was praying for a Scotsman who came come from Glasgow and he was being delivered he was a Roman Catholic and I had problems with this man because he didn't want to say the sinner's prayer because he thought it was anti-Catholic and when he eventually said it Satan spoke to me out of this man and he called himself Lucifer and I reminded him he was no longer Lucifer but he was Satan now the enemy of God and his people and he said, Tell me what you want, Michael, to stop doing this work. Do you want fame? Do you want power? Do you want authority? And when I said, Come out of this man, Satan, he came out of him and the man was set free. Remember, Jesus in Matthew four, verses one, two and three, was led in the spirit by the led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. And Satan came and tempted him. Let's read it now. That's Matthew 4, verses 1 and 3. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. I'll continue and I'll read the rest of it because it's worth listening to. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceedingly high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and saith unto him, All these things I will give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and administered to him. So Satan is a tempter, and he will put us through much temptation in our lives. The person who presents a challenge before someone to disobey God. That is the meaning of the tempter. I'll read it again. The person who presents a challenge before someone to disobey God. Satan is described as the tempter, partly because he knows how to keep people bound into sin. He causes a rift between believers and God by presenting things that seem harmless on the surface, but can lead people into sinning, to get someone to disobey God and be bound by sin. When he tempted Jesus in the wilderness, he tempted him with food and with power and with his right as the ruler of the world. Everything Satan presented was within Jesus' authority and power but it was not the appropriate time for Jesus to claim that ultimate authority and power. Satan tempts people in a similar way He works on their physical weaknesses, their spiritual weaknesses, their desires to lead them to evil. So that's who he is, Satan. We're learning a lot about him now. And now we're going to go to number four. The accuser of the brethren. He is the accuser of the brethren hallelujah and we're going to find this now and if you'd like to look at revelation 12 let's have a look what it says hallelujah it speaks about satan being cast down and the war in heaven let's read it now from verse 7 and there was a war in heaven michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. And a great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Verse 11 says, And they overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto the death. And he is the accuser. Hallelujah. Satan is described as the accuser because how he tries to bring people to hell in order to hurt God you know when someone falls into hell when they could have been saved, it hurts Jesus it grieves him badly remember in John God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and whoever so believeth in him shall not perish but have eternal life so when a soul is lost it hurts God hallelujah It is understood that he stands before the throne of God and accuses people of the sins they've committed or twisting truth into a lie to make someone appear to be bad. A picture of this is given in the first chapter of Job. God blessed Job greatly and Satan accused Job of only loving God because of the blessings that God has given him. And if God took them away, Job would turn around and curse God. Satan accuses, but if someone puts their faith in Jesus Christ, his death paid the price for those sins in which they're being accused of, and they are wiped away, and the person is clean. So Satan is an accuser and a liar in the name of jesus hallelujah we pray in the name of jesus we pray in jesus christ our lord's name that satan will be beaten another thing satan is called is the dragon and this comes from revelation 12 verse 10. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent, who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown to the earth and his angels were with him. Hallelujah. And it says, I'll read this again to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah and there appeared another wonder in heaven this is Revelation 12 verse 3 and there appeared another wonder in heaven and behold a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on his head and his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth and the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon it was born. So Satan is called a dragon. When we think of old times, he's a serpent, he's a dragon, meaning the snake in the Garden of Eden, the dragon in Revelation, the Leviathan. All these things are looked upon as almost dinosaur types of creatures. Satan is described as a serpent because he used the form of a serpent or possessed a serpent to tempt Adam and Eve in the garden. He used this tempting form, this almost hypnotic form, to get Eve into trusting him. Because they were familiar with the creatures of the garden and Eden, they had dominion over them. And Eve had no reason to believe the snake was evil. But Satan tricked her. And now you know, since the fall of mankind and since the Garden of Eden, people are terrified of snakes. I don't like them at all. Hallelujah. I did hear a testimony once about a man in Nigeria. And he bought some land and Other people had bought this land, but they couldn't grow any crops because there was a huge black snake living in this land, and it was a venomous snake, and it bit people and killed them. So this man, who was a Christian, a born-again Christian, a child of God, bought this land, and as he started to cultivate it, this huge snake stood up in front of him. And the man said to the serpent, if you be able to kill me then God isn't real and the snake dropped down dead and the man was able to cultivate the land, hallelujah, so serpents are very frightening things, if you live in North America we know that the cotton mouth is a snake that lives around the swamps, diamondback rattler, copperhead rattler, there's Very many bad snakes. Where my nephew lives and my sister in Australia, they've got the two most venomous snakes in the world. They've got the eastern brown snake, very venomous, and the inland taipan, the two most deadliest snakes in the world. If you go to India, Burma, Vietnam, and these countries in Central Asia, the cobra looks a terrifying thing. In South Africa, the black mamba, another terrifying snake, the gaboon viper, I think in voodoo, which we'll talk a little bit about later. In voodoo, they use the venom, I think, of the gaboon viper, and they mix that to turn the people they've captured into zombies. It puts their heart, a little amount of it, puts their heart rate down. Snakes are terrifying things. And uh, Satan likes to be seen as a serpent to terrify people number 6 the father of lies in the Greek the father of lies is called Phlaros. in the Greek that's what they called the father of lies let's have a look at John 8 verse 44 and see what it says hallelujah You are of your father the devil and the lusts of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own for he is a liar and the father of it. He is the father of lies. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character. When he fell from grace, he became a liar and the father of lies. The origin of deception. The first person ever was Lucifer to tell a lie. Satan is described as the father of lies because he was the first liar. When Lucifer got some of the hosts of heaven to rebel against God, he lied to them saying that he could dethrone God. He managed to lie to them to say that he was as equal power of God, probably more powerful. So he got a third of all the angels to believe his lies. When he tempted Adam and Eve, he lied by admission. He never told them the truth. But he created confusion. Did God tell you you shouldn't eat of thee? fruit of the tree of knowledge and he gave them the impression that they was able to choose between good of evil and not obey God they prayed the price for it many lies people tell or believe came from Satan he is a liar an absolute liar seven he's a murderer and this comes from the same scripture I will read it again so you know you are your father the devil and the lust of your father you will do he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth he is a murderer hallelujah it says he was a murderer of the beginning does not stand in the truth. A murderer means a killer who ends others' lives. Many people have murdered, I think, because Satan is the murderer. Hallelujah. Look how many murders happen in the world. Serial killings. Satan is described spiritually as a murderer because listening to him leads to spiritual death. When Adam and Eve sinned, they were exiled from the Garden of Eden and the Tree of Life. They died spiritually as a result of their sin. And all people died bodily because of sin, because death came into the world. Satan also tempts others to take their own lives, commit suicide, or to kill others. You know, sometimes people kill people for the slightest thing. People have been killed because they've looked at someone funny out the side of their eye. And Satan has said, look at that person, take revenge on them, hurt them for what they have done. And people kill others because of this. Number eight, the prince of the power of the air. Hallelujah. We were all all dead in our trespasses and sins we once walked in, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit which now works, within the sons of disobedience. Hallelujah. Let's have a look at Ephesians 2, verses 1 to 3. Hallelujah. And you hath he quickened, who were dead in the trespasses and sins, wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience among whom also we all had our conversations in times past in the lusts of our flesh fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature the children of wrath even as others Satan is described as the prince of the power of the air by the Apostle Paul, because he is the one who influences the ways the world works. The Greek word used for the world here is cosmos with a K, meaning both the physical world, but also the course of the world, the way it operates. The air is the thing that provides for life and allows life to exist on the planet. Satan has authority as the prince of the power of the air to influence the ways of the world. Ultimately, though his status is only temporary, he is currently in charge of that. Hallelujah. Satan is a liar. There's nothing good about Satan. I hope he can hear every word I say because what I speak is the truth. Hallelujah. We're going to speak about Beelzebub, Beelzebub, elzebub In Cockney rhyming slang, Beelzebub is known as Bubby. That's what his nickname is, Bubby. Hallelujah. Let's have a look at Mark 3 verses 22. And the scribes which came down from Jerusalem said, He hath Beelzebub, and by the prince of the devils casteth he out devils. Verse 23, Jesus replied, and he called them unto him and said unto them in parables, how can Satan cast out Satan? Verse 24, and if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand, verse 25, and if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand, 26 and if Satan rise up against himself and be divided, he cannot stand, but hath no end hallelujah, this is when Jesus was casting out demons, and the scribes and the Pharisees decided to accuse Jesus at Satan's behest of casting out demons by Beelzebub who is regarded as prince of demons Satan is described as Beelzebub because the demons are the mass of angels who followed him in rebellion in heaven and now wait the same judgment as Satan is being condemned to hell Satan is their leader the demons do as Satan tells them Whatever commands he gives them, they listen to him. But he cannot operate outside of what God allows him. We know in the book of Job, God gave him permission to attack Job. He didn't give him authority to kill him, but he took away his children. He took away his land. He took away his house. He became very sick being covered in pus-filled boils so Satan can only operate within what God allows him to operate in some cultures sometimes Beelzebub is considered or the name is attributed to another entity and that entity may be Belial Uh, it may be Baal but we'll speak about that later in the Bible, Beelzebub, the title refers to Satan. Jesus rebukes the accusation from the scribes that he casts out demons by the authority of Beelzebub. And he speaks the truth, Jesus. Satan cannot cast out Satan. Only a holy man, an anointed man, an anointed man of God can cast out Satan. A believer who lives a pure and unsullied life can cast out Satan. But Satan cannot cast out Satan. Hallelujah. This first bit, we're going to end now with this last name for Satan, Belial, B-E-L-I-A-L. Hallelujah. The word Belial is another name for Satan. Let's just find the scripture now that we're looking at. And the scripture we're looking at is 2 Corinthians 6, verse 15. And we'll find that scripture now. And then we'll move on with some other names for Satan. Hallelujah. I want you to be all aware of these names. I don't want you to be kept in the dark at all. You have the authority to fight Satan. Hallelujah. Belial means lacking worth, a spirit of evil personified but lacking worth Satan is described as Belial because even though people commit sin of their own choice and are accountable for their sin, he is everything that is evil he was the first to sin and ultimately was the great cause of evil. He encourages it. Some debate that Belial refers to Satan. And in Paradise Lost, written by John Milton, Belial is described as one of the demons. Because what Satan represents is worthless. His name is virtually worthless. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Let's have a look what it says now. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians six verse fifteen. And what concord have Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? What's Jesus got to do with Belial? Nothing at all. Nothing at all. In warfare it's important to know who you're fighting against. Christians are engaged in spiritual warfare with Satan and all his fallen angels, all his Nephilim spirits, and every demon. Knowing his names and titles limits the power of Satan. And when we put on the full armor of God to combat this great spiritual enemy, We're going to look at Ephesians 6, verses 11 to 13, and we'll look at the whole armor of God. Hallelujah. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, take unto you the whole armour of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand there having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith wherewith you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God God has given us authority and power to fight Satan now you might remember last time I spoke about Satan's generals well as I said earlier there is some names in the uh, infernal names in the Satanic Bible that was written in 1969 by Anton Zandor Lafay. Fay and of course one thing I want to preach on a bit later on in the year is Halloween because Halloween is one of the biggest Satanic festivals and unfortunately many churches in the United States of America, particularly, have Halloween parties and they see it as all a bit of a joke. It is sinister and it is demonic. Some of these names, infernal names that are spoken of, are names of Satan or names of his demons who operate with him. And I want to use some of these names now and teach people some of these names. One of the first names is Abaddon, and I'll spell it for you, A-B-A-D-D-O-N. Six times this is used in the Hebrew Bible, and the name means destruction, or a place of destruction, or a realm of the dead, and is partnered by Sheho. Sheol is the hell and destruction, as well as Abaddon. We'll read about this in Job 26, verse 6. Let's turn to Job 26, verse 6. And we'll read about Abaddon. Hallelujah. I want you to have these names so you know who we're talking about. Hallelujah. It says in Job 26, verse 6, Hell is naked before him, and destruction have no covering. Sheol is the hell, Abaddon is destruction. Now, there's a similar name. The name is Apollyon, A-P-O-L-L-Y-O-N. And Apollyon is the angel of the bottomless pit, as spoken up in the book of Revelation. And we'll go to this now, and we'll find Revelation 20 verses one to three hallelujah we'll find this now these names you need to know who you're fighting and another thing always challenge a demon and make him tell you his name make you make you make him tell you his name hallelujah apollyon revelation 20 verses one to three And I saw an angel come down from heaven having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand and he laid hold of the dragon, the old serpent which is the devil and Satan and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seed on him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled and after that he must be loosed a little while, hallelujah he is called the devil in biblical Greek Apollyon and he's the equivalent to Babadon, hallelujah the next one is a Zaziel that's E L in Hebrew and this is the demon who taught mankind to make weapons weapons of war And he also introduced cosmetics to womankind upon the earth. This knowledge was forbidden for mankind to learn. But because he was a fallen angel, he gave this information. His name is associated with a desolate place. And his name was used when the original scapegoat would be sent into the wilderness to die, which was a ancient Hebrew ritual. But Azaziel was a evil spirit, a terrible evil spirit, and he's around in the earth now. Now, one of these we spoke about last time, we spoke about Baphomet, B-A-P-H-O-M-E-T we spoke about one of Satan's generals who spreads homosexuality and is believed to be a deity once worshipped by the Knights Templar, depicted as a goat. King Philip IV of France had many Templars arrested and tortured and eventually killed in October 1307. And the charges levelled against the Templars was homosexuality, heresy, spitting and urinating on the cross of Christ, and sodomy. So Baphomet is an evil spirit. In some religions in the world, in some nations, every name that I'm mentioning now was once considered to be looked upon as the devil. Now, we just spoke about Beelzebub And another spelling for Beelzebub can be Beelzebul. So instead of having bub at the end, B-U-B, you've got B-U-L. And it's a name derived from a Philistine god which was worshipped in Ekron, also associated with the Canaanite god Baal. In Christian theology, the word Beelzeb is regarded as the devil. That's B-E-E-L-Z-E-B. Regarded as a devil. Regarded as representing gluttony and greed. Being capable of flying. He's known originally as the Lord of the Flyers before because he was a demon that flew, which had been shortened to the Lord of the Flies. Jesus was accused, as we know. Uh, we'll read it now. We'll read it from Luke. Let's have a look at Luke 11, verse 15. Jesus was accused. Here we go. But some of them said he casted out devils through Beelzebub, the chief of the devils hallelujah, that's what said about Jesus, we know Jesus stood his ground, and Jesus could never be beaten, so there we go, Beelzebub Beelzebub, Beamoth. B-E-H-E-M-O-T-H in the Old Testament was a huge grass eating animal, whose bones are described as tubes of bronze, and his limbs are like bars of iron. Amongst Hebrew legends is that in the Messianic area to come, the righteous will witness a massive heavyweight battle between Behemoth and Leviathan. Hebrew tradition cites Behemoth as Satan, created in the form of an elephant let's have a look at Job 40 verse 18 because it speaks about this Job 40 verse 18 let's have a look what it says now hallelujah it says about Be- I, behemoth his bones are as strong pieces of brass sorry I'll read that again his bones are as strong pieces of brass His bones are like bars of iron. Hallelujah. It speaks about this terrible ancient animal. Now, one spoken of in the Bible, one ancient god who was worshipped, was Dagon. Dagon was a god worshipped in ancient Syria and across the countries that were by the Euphrates River. Worshipped as the father of gods in Mesopotamia. The Philistines called Dagon the avenging devil of the sea. Dagon is the demon of false prosperity. He was also worshipped by the Amorites. Hallelujah. Let's have a look at First Samuel. First Samuel. First Samuel one, sorry, First Samuel five, verses one to four. And the Philistines took the ark of God and brought it from Ebenezer unto Ashdod. When the Philistines took the ark of God, they brought it into the house of Dagon and set it by Dagon. And when they of Ash rose early in the morning, behold Dagon was fallen on his face to the earth before the ark of the Lord and they took Dagon and set him in his place again and when they rose early on the morning, morning behold Dagon was fallen on his face to the ground before the ark of the Lord and the head of Dagon and both the palms of his hands were cut off upon the threshold Only the stumps of Dagon were left to him. I'll read a bit more. Therefore, neither the priests of Dagon nor any that come into Dagon's house tread on the threshold of Dagon in Ashdod unto this day. But the hand of the Lord was heavy upon them of Ashdod, and he destroyed them and smote them with emerods, even Ashdod. And the cost thereof. And when the men of Ashdod saw that it was so, they said, The ark of God of Israel shall not abide with us, for his hand is sore upon us and upon Dagon, our God. So you can see the hand of the Lord, our God, is mighty, mighty and powerful in the name of Jesus. We go on to the next one worshipped in the Old Testament, hallelujah Moloch, Moloch Phoenician and Canaanite devil in John Milton's epic poem Paradise Lost written in 1667, Moloch is described as a child eating fallen angel smid with blood, a fallen angel and the prince of hell. The god of fertility, and many Canaanites, offered their own children to Molech, to gain favour in prosperity. Molech is depicted as a human body, with a bull's head, made of bronze, with a belly that opened to reveal a furnace, where children would be offered, and burnt, hallelujah, Moloch as you know is spoken about in the Bible, let's have a look at these scriptures now, that describe Moloch, hallelujah, Leviticus 18, to 21, it says, and thou shalt not let any of thy seed, pass through the fire to Moloch, neither shall thou profane the name of, of thy god i am the lord hallelujah hallelujah if we go to leviticus 20 verses 1 to 7 and i'll read it all and the lord spake unto moses saying again thou shalt say to the children of israel whosoever he be of the children of Israel or the strangers that sojourn in Israel that given any of his seed unto Moloch, he shall surely be put to death the people of the land shall stone him with stones and I will set my face against that man and will cut him off from amongst his people because he hath given his seed unto Moloch to defile my sanctuary and to profane my holy name and if the people of the land do in any ways hide their eyes from the man when he giveth his seed unto Moloch and kill him not, then I will set my face against that man and against his family and will cut him off and all that go a whoring with him to commit whoredom with Moloch from amongst their people. And the soul that turneth art as such as have familiar spirits and after wizards to go whoring after them, I will set my face against that soul, and will cut him off from amongst his people. Hallelujah. Molech was a terrible, terrible, evil God, evil spirit. And as we say, people used to throw their children into Moloch. Deuteronomy twelve Verses 29 to 32. When the Lord thy God shall cut off the nations from before thee, whither thou goest to possess them, and thou succeedest them, and dwelleth in their land, take heed to thyself, that thou be not snared by following them. After that they be destroyed from before thee. And that thou inquire not after their gods, saying, How did these nations serve their gods? Even so will I do likewise. Thou shalt not do so unto the Lord thy God. For every abomination to the Lord, which he hateth, have they done unto their gods. For even their sons and daughters they have burnt in the fire to their gods. What thing soever I command you, observe to do it thou shalt not add thereunto, nor diminish from it. Hallelujah. Molech was very serious, and I think lots of the children of Israel took upon Molech. Now I've got hundreds of other demons I can talk about and evil spirits, but I'm going to come to the last one today. And it's a serpent god, and it's worshipped in voodoo. Finally, many people who originate from Haiti and some african countries are tormented in their dreams by snakes, which are caused by voodoo spirits. Many people say they feel themselves being constricted by large black or white snakes or bitten by venomous snakes like cobras or vipers. This is a voodoo serpent god called Dambala, D-A-M-B-A-L-L-A Dambala Wido W-E-D-O Portrayed usually as a great white or black serpent originated from Waida, which is W-H-Y-D-A-R which is now Benin City in Nigeria Once possessed by the spirit of Dambala which possesses people due in Voodoo rituals, the person possessed will writhe on the floor like a serpent, even hiss. Now, very terrifying we know, but we must remember what is said in the book of Genesis. Genesis 3 verses 13 to 15. And God has even given mankind authority over evil serpents. For it says in Genesis 3, verses 13 to 15. Hallelujah. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon the belly shalt thou go, and thus shalt thou eat in all thy days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel always remember the virgin's womb has bruised the head of the serpent we'll finish there today hope you liked it got a lot more notes I can come back to this subject later but I wanted you to know what you're up against in spiritual warfare and some of the names that you might meet and some of the demons that you might meet there's nothing to be frightened of Jesus has destroyed the works of Satan and when he comes back again in glory he will judge the living and the dead and Satan will be cast into the lake of fire Amen
1: Brother Michael great teaching today what shall we title this for the archive
0: well uh, the devil and his I don't know the devil and his demons maybe eh
1: okay My brother, I want you to give out your contact information. How do people reach you, and how can they support your ministry? Well, I've got an email address, which is frame,
0: F-R-A-M-E, Cummins, C-U-M-M-I-N-S, 123 at AOL.com. And I have a PayPal account uh, on that email address you can contact me. If you live in the London area or you live in Surrey or you live in Kent or Essex, anywhere outside London, you can come and see us on a Sunday or for Bible study. It's Kilburn, K-I-L-B-U-R-N, Christian Fellowship. And if you put that in on your search engine, it will give you all the buses and the trains from mainline stations how to get there. We would love to see you. And if you've got any problems at all, you can always contact me. You can always contact me. I'll be happy to pray for you. Hallelujah. Can I can I tell them about my wife Janice's testimony before I go? Yes, sure. Please. Please. I, I've got a wife called Janice. I love her dearly. Her parents came to England in the 1950s from Grenada in the Caribbean. Uh, We've been married now since uh, 1997 and recently my, my wife said to me that she was bleeding from her rectum when she went to the toilet. I was very concerned and I told her to go to the doctor straight away and have it checked out. She made an appointment and went to the doctor who examined her and said that the doctor said he wanted her to do a faeces test, to put some faeces in a silk container to send it off to the PAF lab to be checked, which she did. 48 hours later, the doctor rang my wife while she she was at work. She's a doctor's receptionist. She works in a, a health clinic and told my wife that my wife has tested positive for bowel cancer. She rang me at home, I answered the phone, and she said, I hope you're sitting down. And I said, tell me, and she told me this, and of course I was shocked, rigid, and very upset. And Janice came home, and uh, we prayed, I anointed her with oil, oil of hyssop, because of Psalm 51, purged me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Washed me, and I shall be whiter than snow. And last weekend not last weekend, the weekend before, they made an appointment for her to go to our local hospital, Kingston, and she would have a camera inserted in her rectum so they could look at her colon and her bowels to see where the cancer was. And this is up to a three-hour procedure, and I wasn't allowed to stay. I had to wait in the hospital grounds and drink coffee and I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed we read the healing scriptures together and we prayed and I was there and all of a sudden my wife rang me after two hours and she was crying and I said what's the matter she said I'm completely clear of cancer they've had a good look at me and they can't find any cancer at all from the time She was diagnosed with bowel cancer to the time that she had the camera inserted. God had done his wonderful work. Praise the Lord. Glory to his name and hallelujah. She's since received a letter from the hospital to say there's no sign of cancer and she's completely set free. So I say this to encourage you. If you've had bad, bad, news from your doctor or a specialist, do not give up God is about to do a miracle for you like he done for my wife, so we praise his holy name God bless you all
1: Praise the Lord, thank you Brother Michael great testimony, great word and um, I want to encourage people to share these programs with everybody you can We're putting them up over at a new site called Podbean. And if you go to my website, omegamanradio.com, it'll have those links there. And so you can take those, share them like you could with the uh, platforms before, and please uh, get these into the hands of people. These are powerful teachings each and every week, same time. Brother Michael's here, 10 a.m. Eastern. That's 3 p.m. UK. And Brother Michael, if uh, someone would like to support the ministry, did you say you have PayPal? PayPal, yes, on my website address. Okay, give the
0: website out again. Okay, it's frame, F-R-A-M-E, Cummins, all one word, C-U-M-M-I-N-S, 123 at AOL.com. Hallelujah.
1: Fantastic. My friend, we love and appreciate you, and I praise the Lord Love you with all you too. For that testimony, awesome testimony. Thank you so much, and thank you for your prayer. I have to tell
0: the listeners that Shannon was wonderful he prayed for Janice uh, we kept it to ourselves initially but he prayed for Janice and I'm grateful to him and I'm grateful for everything that he has done for me since I've been on Amiga Man Radio and may God richly bless him and his family.
1: Thank you my friend what an honor to be here with you and of course we thank Sister Maria for introducing us. Thank you Sister Amen. Maria. Amen. We'll see you next week brother. God bless you.
0: See you next week. God bless you all, and goodbye to everyone listening. Bye-bye.
1: That was Michael Cummins. Coming up at noon, we're going to have Asher Bach.